Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Deja Vu, A Nightmare Comes True for the NES. Deja Vu was developed by ICOM and ported and published by Kimco for the Nintendo Entertainment System. In Japan for the Famicom in 1988 and in the United States for the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1990. Mm, okay. Now, this game is a port of a Mac Adventure title. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what's weird, though, is that that's a, this is like a Western game that was, like, ported to... I don't know, that it, it took a circuitous route to get, you know, go to Famicom and then NES. ICOM Simulations, and that was founded in 1981 by Todd Zipnick. Oh, yeah. And they started as a Mac developer, and they are best known for their point-and-click adventure games, and they had the big Mac trio of Shadowgate, Uninvited, and Deja Vu. Right, right. The the Mac Venture series, right? Yes. And then they eventually branched into TurboGrafx games. Uh, they made an Adam's Family game and a game called Yo Bro. <laughs> okay. Uh, but sadly, just as the company was starting to break into the CD market, which would have been perfect for their games, uh, the uh, Todd... Zipnik died of uh, Hodgkin's oh. disease. So, yeah, he wasn't that um, old either. So it's kind of a bummer, and it kind of took the company out of the limelight, so to speak. Ah, that sucks. Man, it's too bad. Now, Deja Vu was originally uh, black and white, and it was the first of those uh, Mac Venture games that you spoke of. Mm-hmm. And it was ported to everything. Like, every every single computer or video system had a port <laughs> of this game. I saw that, yeah. It's a, it got around. And then, of course, the... Uh, port for the NES and Famicom was handled by the company Kimco. Yes. And uh, they were also mainly known for bringing over those uh, three big Mac Venture games early on. Yeah, yeah. I um, played them all. And Kimco is very interesting because they were actually a heavy machinery company. Oh, yeah. But uh, the owner of it was very good friends with uh, Hiroshi Yamuchi, oh, wow. the uh, president of Nintendo. Okay, he's high up there. And he was just like, oh, I guess I could make games for your nintendo thing yeah i mean a lot of a lot of weird companies you know got into it like because there was such a profitable industry at the time yeah so they started making games for the nes and uh after the mac venture games they're basically known for kind of crappy licensed properties yeah i yeah um it's weird because i would always just associate them that company with the mac venture games and then not the nes superman no uh no no Although that because they made that, yeah, that's a that is a weird one indeed. But yeah, most of the rest is just like I was always surprised when I'd be like, "Oh, Kimco made this." Yeah, and they are also the ones that uh, are at the center of the Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle, <laughs> and it's many yeah. many uh, forms and permutations. And I don't know if we're going to get into that right now, but I think that's going to be its own special episode one day. Oh man, yeah, because it came out in many forms. Many, yes, like you said, it's it it was a long lived franchise i guess it, it actually goes i think to the n64 it's very strange <laughs> but yeah that's uh icom and kimco sweet
All right, Nick, what kind of game is Deja Vu? Well, it's... I don't remember the subtitle. uh, A Nightmare Comes True. It even rhymes. A Nightmare Comes True, yeah. (laughs) Oh, it does. That's great. Um, Yeah, it's a a kind of a a first-person, but it's a point-and-click adventure game for the most part. Yeah, um, you know, spoiler alert for a later segment, but this is the first kind of point-and-click adventure adventure game uh, my children played. Okay. And my son was super bummed at first because he's like, oh, it's like the boring parts of Goonies 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just thought that that was a, a hilarious frame of reference for this uh, entire genre or style. Yeah, no, it is it is a strange one, you know. But, you know, this is not like a LucasArts scum uh, point and click. Yeah, yeah, because you don't see your character at all. It's just, you know, you're presented, you know, your screen is kind of divided into three areas. There's um your like view window i guess to you know on the left and that's where you see like you're in a bathroom stall or you know what i mean so it's like that's right. your graphics and then you have like a command window and then your uh goods or inventory window yeah and uh being a first person game that doesn't really have any sort of like standard mobility there is no running or jumping or any of those kind of controls right right uh, this game of course since it started on the mac you know, it used a mouse as its main point of interface. Yeah. And they, you know, it gets mapped over to the NES controller fine, but that's always like a lot of games that you think about where you're like, man, if I had, if I could, if I had a mouse, this game would be way faster. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, they do a good job. You have a little hand that's your icon and you can move it freely when you're on the picture of, you know, whatever it is you're looking at yeah. or your view. But once you get to the side the right side where the goods are or the bottom of the screen where your commands are, then you just, you know, switch between each one with a a button press of the D-pad. It kind of auto aims or, you know, you go right down the list. So that that is nice. That helps a lot. Yeah. And let's talk about these uh, interactions or whatever you have here at the bottom. All right. They're pretty standard, but I really like them. I think they're they're perfectly simplified for what you do in this game. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, instead of having like a text parser or something, you know, you've got just a few commands and, you know, the game's well built around. It's not, you know, I was never like, well, what the heck am I supposed to do with this? You know? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. You have uh, the first one is the exam, you know, examination where you Mm -hmm. can just look at something and it will tell you, you know, if it's a note, it'll read it to you. Or if you want more detail about something you see in the picture, it'll give you that information. Yeah. Uh, Then you have open. The classic open, yeah. Use this on doors. I mean, also envelopes. Like in, yeah, in, a lot of envelopes and um, cabinets, other things, you know. And then it does get kind of weird sometimes where it's like you open something and then that opens a different window in your goods. And it's like, you, uh, I do think it's kind of clumsy sometimes where you have to like take every little thing out of a container. Yeah, because you're like, you have a folder, you open the folder and the folder is an envelope. You got to open the envelope. Then you got to take the <laughs> thing out of the envelope to read it. Yeah. We also have speak. Yeah. Um, Which I don't remember using very often. No, no. It's it, and just one where it's like you don't really need to. Um, that's right. Because I speak with my fists. <laughs> well, if you're if you've already played the game and stuff like I, I imagine there's probably some like extraneous fluff or, or, you know, clues that you might get. But most of the time you're just the most of the people you interact with are either like drugged or unconscious or dead. So or trying to kill you. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's an unfriendly world out there. Deja vu. Uh, then you have take classic command. Got to take what you can. And that's forgetting anything you're going to find in a drawer. You can take it out or out of an envelope, like we said earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, then you have hit. 
hit. It's a good way to deal with stuff where you are you you punch objects or sometimes people. You know, you get a little like uh, up in the Sacco. window, sako or pow or something. You know, so it's um and sometimes you have to or sometimes use it to like break things, but mm-hmm. most of the time it's punching people. Uh, then you have leave and. It's not leaving an area. No. Yeah. I, I feel like drop would be a better, you know, because yes. that's getting rid of an item. Putting mm-hmm. it st- and whenever you use that, you also have to like show where you're going to leave it in the picture. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yep. Next up is close. Yes. The opposite of open. And I don't remember closing much in this game at all. Yeah. Don't really have to, I don't think. But eh, it's, it's nice. It's there, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then finally, use. Use. Yes. And you use that to activate certain items or things, you know? Yeah, usually what's in your goods. Now, I said that's it, but there are some more um, things. There is a very important one, and that is the move button. Yeah, which, you know, that's how you leave and move from screen to screen. They do have a, a neat little kind of map approximation area at the bottom where... Yeah, I love that. Have, yeah, yeah. And it's got um, several blue dots to show you. It's like, all right, here's there's three exits or however many. And you can always... Screen still click on the exit in the picture. Yeah. But the dots give you a better physical representation of the space. Yeah, and it's cool because they line up pretty well with the actual picture as well, where you're like, okay, I can see these two dots or those two doors, and oh, I can go down this alleyway or something that I might not have tried if I didn't know. And it makes movement just a lot quicker if you already know where you're going. Definitely. And then next to that, you have the note section, and that is, uh, you know, just a way to go left and right through your notebook. And your notebook uh, has your addresses you found in it mm-hmm. and all your goods. Yeah, yeah. And then underneath that, you have self and save. And self is interesting because that's whenever you need to do something to yourself because you're not in the picture. Yeah, so mostly taking medicines, but uh, assorted pills. But that's it's a cool, you know, another little kind of innovative thing. And another innovative thing is that this game has three save files. Yeah, pretty sweet. And you can save at any time. Which is awesome. It is really awesome. Now, a lot of times we're gonna, we talk about the items you're going to find in the game, but this game has a lot of items. Yeah, well, like many uh, point-and-click adventure-style games, you know, that's a big part of the game is just like inhaling items, figuring out which ones you need, which ones are red herrings, and where to use them in the right order is, and is the bulk of the gameplay. You know, There are tons of items in this game that you never have to use or pick up, but you can. Yeah, which is, a, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's cool in a, a dual way because it does kind of contribute to world building and some slight realism. But mm-hmm. if, you, <laughs> if you only had the items that you need to progress, then the game becomes a non-game essentially you know like you need something in there to sort through to find to do something so we're going to talk about the items i think in more detail uh as they pertain to the story in our level by level air quotes and uh the only other thing i think to bring up here is that when you die you just automatically go back to whatever the last save you had was yeah which is a really cool little system yeah and you have like you know there's a brief shows your grave and stuff like uh your grave that is a major spoiler yeah i guess that's true (laughs) um although the deaths are one area in this game that i felt kind of was was kind of lacking like in in shadowgate and the uninvited the other two mac venture games like the deaths were kind of like part of the fun like seeing what weird like you burned alive or you know here it's like hey you're dead yeah exactly and i felt in this game the deaths 
were just a little obtuse. You didn't realize when you were going to die. Right. Sometimes you're just like, oh, what? Yes, indeed. Well, Nick, this is uh, a company I don't know much about when it comes to manuals, mm. but I do know there's a lot of information you got to suck down to know what's going on in this game. Please tell me they at least gave you some clues as to what you needed to complete the game. Um, kind of. I don't know. This is a this is a short and sweet manual. I don't even know about sweet. It's only 14 pages, right? Okay. Um, and I think we've discovered at this point that like the industry standard is 22. At certain points, I don't. I mean, because there are some that are real tiny, you know. But I do say that um, the 14 pages does not include a page of notes and a full page. Do not use this game with a front or rear projection TV thing right next to the FCC things. But then it ends in a two-page ad for the Deja Vu Hint book uh-huh. for five ninety-five, and you could send in and get that. Yeah, I tried to find scans of that, and I couldn't anywhere. Bummer. And I. I really uh, forgotten until you mentioned that how big of a problem that was for certain games with the hint book or no. And that is that old projection TVs, they suffered from burn in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, And very easily. So just like a couple hours of the same exact image would burn into the screen. So, yeah, the static parts of the border and stuff would have just been a nightmare for one of those TVs. Yeah, for sure. Um, luckily, I was always careful, and he did the the mini warnings, but I had never seen a full page one, so they were they were concerned about your televisions there at Kimco Sika. I'm very happy about that, but <laughs> less happy about um, the lack of other things. You do get a brief intro, but it's basically like an even shorter version of like the very first text in the game, where it's just like you wake up, you don't, you have amnesia. Basically, you have to solve the mystery of how you got here. And then it goes through, it does talk about all your commands and kind of explains them in a kind of semi walkthrough of like leaving the first area you're in. Okay. First room. And that's it. (laughs) That's it. So it doesn't like explain to you at all that your end game is to take evidence to the police station. No, not at all. So you would just have to figure that out. I think so. Yeah. That's, that's kind of weak. I guess that's probably in the hint book. I guess. I mean... I mean, I, I don't know what else you would do. Or, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, I don't know. I guess we can talk about that later in, in, a, in a different section. Segment, that is. Yeah, section segment. <laughs> well, Nick, what was your personal history with Deja Vu, a nightmare come true, for the NES or even the Mac? I never played it on Mac, but I do recall this being uh, a, a game I rented and beat in a weekend and enjoying it. You know? Now, did you use the Nintendo Power uh, spread on it to help you? I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> I mean, I know I saw it. You know, I had it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had already played Shadowgate at the time. That was, I think, the first one to land on NES. Okay. I, so I played that and liked it. And this one felt easier to me. See, I played that one as well and didn't like it which held me off from playing Deja Vu, but the detective aesthetic did make me end up renting it. Yeah, well, I just think that of the three games, this one is the most logical. Like, you're not getting weird magic items that you have to guess or, you know, kind of, you know what I mean? Infer what you would use this for. Where it's like, oh, I mean, you do have that, of course, but here they're all like sodium pentothal or gun or, you know, there's no crazy fantasy stuff that, that might 
confuse you. Now, I think the main reason I ended up deciding to rent it is because uh, 1990 was also the year that um, Dick Tracy came out. Mm-hmm. And I loved that movie. I, I loved it too, man. Uh, I was into it. I had the soundtrack. I was yeah. super down. So I think the cover of the box where you look kind of like Dick Tracy, you're kind of in a tan yellow trench coat with hat. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give this a shot. And since there was a Nintendo Power on it, I also went through, but I don't think I beat it. I think I just kind of putzed around and it was like, meh, not for me. Oh, right on. Yeah. I I can't remember if you if that is a full game walkthrough. I remember the Shadowgate one was like half the game, and then there were some mysteries later, but but yeah, I mean I was I was so into Dick Tracy as well. I had a bunch of action figures and the NES game. Ooh, I can't wait to cover that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something all right. Indeed it is. So then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with uh, this game, Deja Vu? Um, well, I beat this game. I pretty much just played it through the end in like an hour, hour and a half. I don't know. Yeah. I, I remembered a lot more for not having played it for at least 10 years because I, I, I remember going back through it once a long time ago. But yeah, I was like, oh, I can't believe how much of this I actually remembered. So Yeah, I played it with my son. Well, he had the controller and I kind of let him do whatever. And then... I remember a lot from the very beginning, mainly because I read and reread those Nintendo powers so much. Oh, yeah. But, uh, and then after that, I kind of we just goofed around and I had a walkthrough open to make sure we didn't miss any major items. Like whenever we we're about to leave an area, I would be like, oh, we were supposed to get this thing. Hold on. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't. There's no reason to cheat in this game as far as save states are concerned, because you could just save all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty uh, forgiving in that way. I mean, I guess as long as you're not like throwing away items or stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think you can get into a fail state. Like, I don't think it'll let you throw anything away that you're not supposed to. Well, I think there are fail states of death that are, that are kind of make up for that. Well, yeah. I, I mean, like, you know, there's some games where it's like, oh, you yeah. threw this away at the beginning. You know, these old, it's one of the classic uh, weaknesses of like early Sierra games or something where it's like you threw this thing away and... You can't win the game, but you won't know until you've played the whole game. And that's like, that sucks. Yeah, that does indeed. All right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I'd just like to start by saying that this game actually holds up pretty well and uh as i mentioned it even kept the interest of a 15 year old boy yeah i yeah that's awesome i i was was glad to hear that because i i it's one of these games i could see even as a kid where you try to explain to someone when they're like i our eyes just glaze over not interested you know and it's just kind of a i think it's a a fun if dated game you know warts and all you know yeah well and some of those warts are kind of what kept him going the fact that this did not have a very kid-friendly story was definitely one of the big bonuses oh yeah that's true and in some ways this game is a little un-pc as uh for today's <laughs> audience he was quite taken aback when you opened the trunk oh yeah the, yeah there's or there you know there's a point where a woman assaults you with a, yeah. with a, a pistol and it's like yep, you just punch her knock her out punch her in the face in broad daylight on the street like that dame had it come and see now uh there were some changes made from the pc version and the nes version now a lot of those changes stayed in the japanese version but when it came to the u.s they had to tone it down yeah there were some cool like where like the bodies were bloodier or mostly blood right 
mostly blood, but also the capsules in the game are a syringe in every other version. Yeah, I, I saw that, which is cool. Which makes a lot more sense. Just have a, yes, and it's you don't have to be like, put these in. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that in the level up, but that's the capsules and the bullets are two of the weak points of this game. Some, I think because yeah. you have to use them all like one by one. And you're like, all right, pick this up, pick this up, pick this up, put this in this, put the, it's like, holy cow. I do love the idea of uh, how often though, people are just like drugging each other in this game. And uh, it's even funnier if you think that originally <laughs> it was all done by needle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, what did you think of the music in this game here? Oh, I, I love the music. I, I, I That's one thing that I've always remembered about this and Shadowgate um, and maybe Uninvited. I, I only barely played that one. I didn't beat it, but I love the music in both of them. I think this has a uh, it's really it's kind of like a mysterious jazzy. You know, I, I think it fits the setting. And, that's ex- and exactly great. what I would say. It definitely sets a mood everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good stuff, man. It is. Uh, and the opening song is just a wonderful, very catchy tune. I love it. I love it. Yes. Now, graphically, think, it's kind of a mixed bag, I would say. I mean, I, I think it's about as good as it could be because you've only got like a third or a quarter of your screen to display anything since so much of yeah, the rest is just like your text, you know? While I agree with you, without having any movement, I feel like you could have gotten a little more detail in there with some... Uh, I, I've seen better still shots and say, you know, Batman or whatever when they're... Oh, yeah. You know... And I think that the graphics were a little better on the Mac version, even though they're only black and white. Well, I think that's part of the the reason that holds them back is that you can tell this was a black and white thing that someone just colored because there's no like not a lot of like using different colors to shade or whatever. They're all like these like black dithered or you know what exactly. I mean? Like it's it looks like colorized TV kind of. <laughs> and I would have liked to seen a lot more of that because some of the, the spaces just look super like generic and like. I don't know. They're like, well, we can't just have a white wall here. So put these really cheesy cracks in it. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, there's not a lot of space in this game, really. You know, you're, you're going through a few locations. And I mean, how many of them are just like, here's a door. Maybe there's a picture next to it. But, you know, <laughs> OK, I'm, I'm at the front door. Go in. Here's a hallway. All right. Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, uh, since this did come from a Mac game and it was not for children because Macs were very expensive. Uh, that the subject of this game is pretty heavy for a Nintendo game. Yeah, I think so. And um, I mean, you're talking blackmail, murder, drugging yeah. people. Yeah, it's pretty uh, hardcore, man. And I mean, that definitely attracted me as a 10 year old or whatever. I can see that, you weirdo. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is our level-by-level level section of the show, and, well, there are no bespoke levels in this game. No, there are not. So we're going to do a very loose walkthrough uh, as we discuss the various locations and possibly the items you need from each, but we're not going to go super in-depth because that's not very much fun. And to anyone who hasn't played this game already, it's like it would destroy any fun of the game if you just listen to someone list all the, you know, because it is a lot about putting a you know a few things together of on your own i mean i would go as far as to say if you haven't played this game and you are all interested in it at this point uh stop and play this game because it's really short it's really interesting whenever you get stuck you can just use a guide yeah 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 and it's it's <laughs> i even tried to recommend it to abby because i was like look there's no pit deaths 
it's easy. <laughs> you just got to think about stuff. Right. And uh, when you start the game, though, you start in a bathroom. Oh, yeah. And you you have no memory of who you are or how you got there. Yeah. Which is uh, the funny part, because when you do die, like we mentioned earlier, you see the gravestone, it tells you your name, which <laughs> yeah. is a spoiler. That's, uh, the, Jap- yeah. the Japanese version uh, had like a, a laughing skull. I saw that thing looks pretty wicked, too. Yeah, it totally did. But yeah, so you're in you're in a bathroom stall where you can see the, uh, that classic yellow trench coat there and through you take that and then there's like your guns in there and then I think you can open the pocket, you know, check out your basic little equipments with what do you have like a couple coins, a wallet, a key, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yep, a card, 20 bucks. Hey, that's $20 was something in the 1940s. Very much so. Uh, oh, man, one thing I wanted to say that I forgot was that you can get sunglasses in this game, but you can never put them on. Oh, that drove my son crazy. Who <laughs> wants those shades, man? He did. Uh, but this whole first area is basically exploring the building you wake up in. And luckily for you, there's no one in it except for a dead man. Yeah, he's in like the upstairs, right? Because like you you kind of as you leave the the bathroom, you're like, oh, I'm in a bar. You can see a sign from the inside. Yep. Joe's bar yep. upstairs. And then uh oh, dead body slumped over. A desk, right? And there's a telephone in his receiver in his hand. The phone wire's been cut. And there's a safe behind him as well. Now, you can climb out the windows of this building, which is pretty crazy. And then at the very top of the building, you find uh, well, what they call a dentist chair in the American version, but an electric chair in the Japanese. Yeah. And a bunch of drugs uh, used to sedate people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the trash can. So you figured out you've been uh, drugged, robbed of your memories, and left in this bathroom for... Who knows why? Now, this building also has a casino, confusingly, in it. <laughs> and that's mainly there to get extra coins or money uh, if you need it for a cab fare. Yeah, which it's probably a good idea to stop by. You know, you just play slot machines. Yep. There is a, a wine cellar. Nothing you need in there. Well, that's the yeah. Well, that's the secret passage to the casino, I think. Because I think that was like, oh, they're running a secret casino in this bar. Oh, part okay. of the, Ooh, something. I don't know. <laughs> and then there's also an exit to the sewers. Yeah, which uh, if you need help from the Ninja Turtles, that's where you go. Yeah, but watch out. You might find Leatherface instead. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They're, it's one of the, uh, there are several kind of, they're not random, but intermittent encounters. You know, there's a, an alligator in the sewers or. Which we tried to get to happen and we never did. Yeah. I mean, if it does, you just blow a hole in its brains, but, and then make yourself some fine luggage, am I right? <laughs> hey, now in the American version, the blood is black. Japanese, it is red. Yeah, yeah. But there's, I think, two or other, two or three other um, kind of random encounters. There's a bum on the street, uh, yep. and a lady, possibly of the night. <laughs> well, she was not happy to see you. And there's also a bum in like this alley. I think if you, when you leave this building, you want to leave through the front door, not the fire escape. That alley has like, there's a certain oh the mugger there. He'll yeah, rob you. He'll rob you for all your money, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. Well, besides I, die. We ran into him. You don't die. You just yeah, lose all your money. He knocks you out and you wake up with no money. Now, is there oh, right. any other major things you need to take from this uh, building? I don't think so. I don't know if you start with that pencil, but you need that pencil at the very end. <laughs> Pencils are important. They are. And then once you leave the building, you are on Peoria Street. That's right. And the main part of Peoria Street is in front of Joe's bar. There's a big car and it has the most options of like where you can go. Yes. Yeah, you do have quite a few options here. Um you can check out the car. 
There's like a newspaper stand nearby, mm-hmm. uh, one screen over that does date this as like December seventh, nineteen forty one, right? Because it's like Pearl Harbor. Oh is yeah, on the newspapers. And then also on the street is the police station where you need to go to turn in evidence and mm-hmm. a gun shop and ammo. Yeah, because that's where you need to buy ammo if you run out. Yes, one bullet at a time, baby. One at a time. Uh, now, the car that's out there, you do want to investigate that car. It has some addresses for you. And whenever you read an address in this game, it's just automatically added to your uh, notes. Yeah, which are useful because they're, um, you, you'll get to these different locations via cab, taxi cab, very shortly. Yeah, there's a couple things you want to get out of the car, like a map, I think, and uh, something else that gives you more items. And basically, once you're done, you'll have two places to visit. Yeah, yeah. And if you can you open the trunk yet? Nope, not till the end. The uh but there are two cabs on this street and you just you can choose either one of them to take you to the other locations, but they do charge you uh cab fare. Yeah, it's like 3 coins, 75 cents. Yes, indeed. Uh the first place you need to go is to West End Street. It's the first address you're given. You're looking for West End girls. Who isn't? Right? That's that's that is pet shop boys. Everyone right, loves. Right? What have I? What have I? What have I done to deserve this? That's right. This is new wave radio podcast. Now I'm switching over to pet shop boys podcast. <laughs> and uh, on uh, in West End Street, you are at like a a fancy house. Yes, you are. I think you well, point yeah, out like how fancy big... it is because of the columns. Right. Right. Yeah. This is like an apartment building or something. Yes. Right? Yeah. And you have to use the card that was in your wallet to access the elevator and go up into the apartments. Yeah, pretty uh, luxurious. It is. And once you're in there, though, basically you find a picture of a lady and a new address to go to. And that would be South Kinsey Street. Yeah. And go to the cab, go to the new place, you go in. And, uh, you know, there's a very samey kind of uh, pattern to each new area you can discover. Yeah. You definitely want to click on anything that looks like a drawer or an envelope or a mailbox because in addition to committing a murder you commit mail fraud a couple times in this game <laughs> oh you the law means nothing to you nothing at all um and so you know you open everything you look at things like there's a book take the bookmark out read the bookmark read the book you know standard i just blinked on what these games are called uh point and click st- adventure standard point and click procedure yeah, yeah, as you're, like, piecing it together. But, I mean, and it sounds very dry, but the game does a good job of being like, okay, you know, you're in this room. You know, you do feel like you're like, I'm sneaking around. I'm, I don't know. Well, there's great I descriptions like in that way. of everything. Yeah, yeah. And that certainly helps along with that atmospheric music. This is where we find the diary or something, right? Yeah. Where it's like, this is when you start to really get some information where it's like this woman was involved with Joey Siegel. That's right. You know, I don't know, these different characters, but she appears to be trying to... Lusting uh, after Mr. Sternwood. Oh, Mr. Sternwood. Yes. He's got the money. Wealthy. That's right. Uh, so you got to take that diary that's really and you also find more keys every key in this game is beyond valuable oh sure yeah the only problem is that key five looks like it says key s keys (laughs) it's a little confusing keys uh but then once you found the key you've gotten some story out of that diary there's only one place left to go and that's sherman street your third address and there's a lot to do on sherman street but first and foremost you probably want to go visit this doctor's office yeah, it's on the first floor of this building where I think the second floor well, you fa- is your office, but the Spoiler first floor alert. is the Jeez. doctor. 
but yeah, you at one point found a receipt for drugs that were probably used on you, and it was made mm -hmm. out to Dr. Brody. Doc Brody, yes. So go pay old Dr. Brody's office a visit and and steal a bunch of his medicine. Yeah, and files. Yeah, you steal all the meds you can get your hands on because who knows? Yeah, and you have you to know, take a bunch of that medicine because you realize you're like fading, like you start feeling weird. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, we forgot to uh, kind of mention there are certain things. Like in the first building, you see a picture of yourself as a boxing champion, and it, it causes you to kind of remember some of your memory. It yeah. barely comes back. You get some cool flashbacks. Yeah. And then you have to take the right medicine. And as you do, it starts revealing more and more of your memories, which is really funny because none of them have to do with this game. No, or the plot. It's just like, I remember my dog, Spot. Or the first girl I kissed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and... You would do this because there are files that say like, all right, here's the different drugs and what they do. One of them causes loss of memory. One of them cures it. One of them exactly uh, sodium pentothal. So it's uh, the truth serum. So eventually you remember who you are. And while you're in there, you also find uh, a file that is more of a paper trail of who's involved and where the money's moving and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but then you can move up to the second floor. And like you said, that's your office. But, yeah. But wait. There seems to be someone behind the door, Nick. Ooh, that's right. Um, what do you do? Do, which, you just, do you just open it? Well, if you got a certain clue, there's, I think... A bum tells you. You can pay him a quarter. A bum? Yeah, and he's like, someone's waiting for you with ill intent. But even if you didn't get that clue, you might, you know, you'll see the shadow through the door and you just blast them with your gun. No reason to ask questions. Hell no. Uh, and inside the office, then you, you find a dead man because you just killed him. <laughs> And a bunch of files. More file searching. That's right. It's all about the files. Um, and you can see what are, I think are supposed to be planted files. Yeah. That are fake where it's like, yeah, we're uh, like blackmailing you into a kidnapping and stuff where you're like, wait, what? I, I don't remember any of this. Uh, but once you've taken everything you need from your office, there's only one place to go. And that is back to Peoria Street because you have also found what looks like the code to a safe. Yeah, there are like two combinations, I think. Mm -hmm. Only one of them works, though. And there's no penalty for trying both. Yeah, so get in there. And once you do, that's where you find, like, it's an IOU claiming that you owe um, Joey Siegel a bunch of money. Yeah. And you also find another key, perhaps the key to the trunk. Mm -hmm. And in the trunk is the most obese woman you've ever seen. Yeah. They <laughs> a real tub of lard. That's yeah, what it says in the game. Okay, I'm sorry. That's... <laughs> Uh, it was a different time. It was. Uh, and, I mean, trunks were bigger back then. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> and uh, the good news is she's not dead. She just seems unconscious. That's right. So what do you do? Drug her. Drug her. If it's not hitting someone, you're going to drug them. Hey, man, it's a <laughs> it's a tough world. Um, but, yeah, if you use the uh, sodium pentothal on her, she gives you her name. And, you know, this is Mrs. Sternwood. And she gives you her address. Uh, so instead of uh, helping her out of the trunk or taking her to the police, you just leave. <laughs> yeah. And let me ask you this, okay? Did you ever try to start the car? It blows up, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It does. I always feel bad where it's like later you learn where you're like, oh, shit. Uh, some The woman you run into in a different part of town tells you that. Yep. She, She's like, I left something for Joey in his car. And you're like, what the hell? So you go to this last address and it is Auburn Road. It is where this lady lives. And now it's time to creep around her house. Yeah. You go in, uh, you knock out a butler. Yes. And you move through... Um, Possibly her daughter's bedroom. 
who is asleep in the bed. Someone's asleep in there. When you're, um, you got to creep around here. And this is uh, one of my favorite parts is because this is when you find the notepad. Yes. And you have to pull the classic detective trick of, oh, there's indentations on this pad, but the note's gone. So you use your pencil to sketch over it and see what they wrote. Yeah. Just like Big Lebowski. And it, it's the opposite of Big Lebowski because you <laughs> uncover like four paragraphs of information. Yeah, it's like a uh, an itinerary of like, here's the crime. Like, it's like laid out right there where they're like, we're going to frame him, blah, 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 murder this person, blame it on, on Ace Harding, and then get rich. Yes. Uh, then you got to creep through her husband's bedroom. <laughs> what do you get from his bedroom? He's got a, uh, a briefcase and an envelope that tells you he's being blackmailed. Right. By Siegel? Yes. And that's it. You now have all the evidence you need to turn into the police to uh let them know what nefarious crimes are going on yeah but you also have some uh, incriminating stuff too so which uh it took us like four tries to figure out everything we had to get rid of even though i still i had i had a page telling me what it was well it's kind of weird because it's like it won't let you throw some of the stuff away until you have examined it yeah so you might not realize like i remember having a problem years ago last time i played it where i was like i know i have to throw this stuff away but it's not letting me and i don't i don't remember but basically you just go down to the sewer and start chucking throwing all your trash away the deepest part of the sewer oh the best part and what do you have to throw away you got to throw away your gun because it's got your fingerprints on it and it was used to murder two mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the iou notes yep um the map that says uh you kidnapped the woman and then there's like a file right a file or two you have to the plan throw away the plan, the warrant, uh, the the one that the plan that details the kidnapping. Right, but once you get rid of all the evidence pointed towards you, then you mosey over to the police station to clear your name. And if you haven't gotten rid of everything, they put the cuffs on you and take you to jail. Game over. But if you have gotten rid of all the right things and you have the right things in your inventory, uh, you get a couple screens telling you the story of what happens. Yeah, basically, your name is cleared. Nothing too crazy, but it does have some great music. It does. And I do like the fact that uh, not only is your name cleared, your name is uh, the stories in papers all over the country. And what more could you ask for? Yeah, you're a famous man. You're a hero. And the show you standing there in all your detective glory. It's a pretty nice parting shot there at the end. Agreed. This is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.5. Hey, same here. I thought the graphics were the weak part. They're not bad, but they could be a lot better. It's the sound that really elevates this game. I agree, uh, 100%. It's... It's very appropriate and uh, catchy. I don't know. I like it. And it's not to say that the graphics are bad. They're always clear. You you can tell everything you need to, and you get everything you need to out of each scene. It's just I was hoping for a little bit more. Yeah, and um, the little map thing at the bottom with the exits, like there are certain screens that will have like six exits where it's like you would not have guessed you could move these directions if you didn't have that thing at the bottom, you know? Yeah, for sure. Next up is play control, which I also gave a 3.5. It's really hard to say how you describe it in this or rate it. 
I mean, yeah, I went with the 2.5 because you wanted it to be faster. It's good. Well, yeah, it's just like my kingdom for a mouse or certain scenes where it's like pick up all the capsules one by one. Now that part, if you put the drug. Yeah. <laughs> If you're going to count that as play control, I will agree that is abysmal, and I would have liked it to be quicker for sure. But I mean, I, I you know, on the other hand, I do want to say I'm like I can't imagine it being any better for the NES. It's not like there was something they could have done. Right. Next up is Challenge Factor, and what did you rank it, Nick? Well, I went with a 2.0. I really, I, I might even go lower. I don't know. I, I mean, you can save all the time whenever you want, and um. I thought that for the most part, I was able to parse out, even though I, I know I had played it before and stuff, but I never felt like the red herring items you can get were mm-hmm. pretty just like obvious, you know. I'm going to go the opposite and say a 4.0, maybe a okay. 3.5, because if you don't have a guide, you don't even know how to end this game. Well, see, I think it's what else would this pl- police station be there for? Well, true. You know but if I mean? you go there without anything correct in the beginning of the game, you just get arrested. That's right. So I feel like, you know, without telling you what you need to win and what you need to get rid of explicitly, there's a lot of guessing you're going to be doing, especially towards the end. Yeah, I mean, I I, can, I see what you're saying and, and you're right, but I, I thought that the very few numbers of locations, like the game is small enough to where, you you know, you might have to bang your head around just trying different stuff, mm-hmm. but there's there's not such a big number of variables that makes it undoable, you know? I can see that. And finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 3.5. So did I. Uh, I, I said it was surprisingly fun. Yeah, it it, hang, it holds up uh, pretty decently, I think. Yeah, I um, thought mileage, mileage, I thought mileage uh, may vary uh, depending on how into this type of game you can get. But sure, if you have any inkling uh, for any point and click adventures, I think this is a great one to check out. Sure, I, I agree 100%. One of my first ones, and I've uh, been a fan since. And finally, Nick, as I always do, I will once again ask you, should you play this game? I think so. I agree. And I don't think, you know, you should just play it on the NES. Like if you can find a a Mac version of this, go for it. Sure. Yeah. I do know that a version of it came out. Was that like Game Boy Advance? Uh, There was a Game Boy Color version. I know that much. Or Game Boy Color. Yeah. But that is the only place. This game actually did have a direct sequel that was advertised in Nintendo Power, but never came out for the NES. Huh. But it did come out in a two-pack for the Game Boy Color. It's the only way to play it. Well, I think. Or, I mean, I bet there's a, a Mac version. I think there's a PC version as well. So I would imagine, yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely check this out. Next week's game will be... Well, it's finally come around. It's going to be <laughs> Battletoads. And not That's because I don't right. like the game. It's just because it's so darn hard. So find a copy of that game any way you can. Grab your controllers and bang your head against that Battletoads wall, <laughs> friends. That is correct. And if if you want to let us know what you're going to have for supper tonight or tomorrow, you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. And we can compare recipes. Or if you are a pharmacist and take great umbrage or with a... Uh, the way capsules are treated in this game and the weird uh, medicines involved. Uh, you can let us know on Facebook or Twitter. We're Cart Command on Twitter and Cartridge Command on Facebook. Who to thunk it? And we do love hearing from you guys and gals out there, uh, you know, on all these topics. But of course, we must go out of our way 
to thank these wonderful and fine folks to give to us every month at patreon.com slash cartridge command because it is their financial support that makes this show happen. That is correct. And uh, we appreciate every single coin. Every coin. It takes three of them to get around in the world of deja vu, <laughs> but it takes a lot more coins to make this show happen. So we really appreciate that you folks step up and make it happen. Uh, but you know what? There could always be a few more that give and we wouldn't say no to any amount. So please, if you don't already give, consider doing so. Uh, not only would it enrich our lives and make us happier, but it would make us uh, able to focus more on the podcast and perhaps even expand it. Ooh, mama. So thank you all so very, very much. And as yes. always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! Game on! Game on! <laughs> gotcha! Nailed me! All right.